Thank you for tuning in to the Can I Be Earnest podcast. And if this is your first time listening, I'd like to welcome you aboard. On this podcast, we'll discuss any and everything from trending topics, sports, old school favorites, or my personal pet peeves. You can find Can I Be Earnest on most digital streaming platforms. And if you're feeling a bit generous, kindly subscribe and rate us, preferably five stars. That way we can all grow together. So sit back, prepare to be entertained. And once again, I thank you for listening. Let's talk about city living in comparison to life in the suburbs. And for those of you who are new to the show, you're listening to someone who spent roughly 25 years in the Big Apple. NYC. And it was no walk in the park. Growing up in New York, you had to become accustomed to a plethora of things. Namely, noise. And underneath that noise umbrella, it's sirens, whether police, whether fire trucks or ambulance, it's loud music, there's screams, whether agony and pain or screams coming from sexual pleasure, there's gunshots, there's firecrackers, you name it. There's noise above you, below, to your left, to your right. But within the city life, you adapt. And in most settings in the city, you're going to live in an apartment, whether it's a tenement, an old tenement from the 1920s, a project building, a high rise apartment or a high rise condominium. You're most likely going to live in an apartment. So you have no choice but to adapt. You are stuck. You might see a few insects, a couple of rodents. They'll find a way to, to enter your home. In the city, we don't, we don't, we aren't awakened by alarm clocks, roosters, birds chirping. No. All the other sounds that I name become our alarm clocks. I was regularly awakened by a broom sweeping across the hardwood floor above my head. 6 a.m. Every day. Guess it was time to make the donuts, go make the coffee. That was the norm. And I wasn't an early bird back then, so you can imagine my pain. But as I alluded to, you become used to it. This is your normalcy. If anything, you might go crazy if you don't hear noise. Hey, why is it so quiet outside? You might lose it if you don't hear a sound. So that's city life, and we all understand it. 
But when you make preparations to advance in life, you start saving your pennies and, 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 you know, becoming perhaps a minimalist or you, you know, you just want to quality of living, peace of mind. Most people venture out to the suburbs. That's what I did. Because when you move to the suburbs, it's like an accomplishment. Gives you a reason to thump your chest. I've arrived. But I'm convinced that human beings were put on this earth to intentionally become thorns to my side. And I'm convinced that I'm not human. I don't know what you want to label me as, but it's not a human being. Because I am not like the general population. I don't think like the general population, nor do I act like the general population. And maybe it's because a lot of people are on meds uh, these days. You know, medication is, is, is everywhere. But the behavior is abnormal to me. Since moving to the burbs, I've encountered asshole after asshole as neighbors. It started way back when, when I had a, a, a neighbor who insisted on drinking 40 ounce malt liquor. I didn't even know that was a thing still, but he would drink it every day, sitting in front of my, my home, spitting and, and talking to neighbors. And around these parts, the apartments look like houses. So, you know, it's just, he may be upstairs and I'm downstairs, but that was my first experience moving to the suburbs. And I wasn't a happy camper because I thought I moved away from that, but it only got worse as the years progressed. When I eventually moved on, I moved on to an area where I, you know, nice and quiet. I was surrounded by trees and bushes. I heard the birds every morning. But I had a couple above me who constantly argued. From morning into the night. Screaming, stomping, throwing tantrums, uttering the N-word. Oh, and by the way, this couple, they were as white as snow. But I had to deal with that for about a year until they got uh, evicted. But it gets better. Thereafter, there were there were neighbors who felt the need to keep a zoo in their home. You know, dogs the size of my sneaker, but they had large barks. Barking around the clock. Had a neighbor who had teenage daughters. They played music at the highest decibel possible. The picture frames on my wall rattled throughout the day. Couldn't even concentrate. Couldn't even watch television. Why play music in your home where you can just listen to theirs? I was surrounded. And now I gave you the story a few episodes ago. Might have been last episode of the overfriendly neighbor. He's God sent. 
He might be the best neighbor I've ever dealt with. But the neighbor next door to my current home, that's the problem. When you bring your city mentality over to the suburbs, that's where we have an issue. So the neighbor next to me, and let me preface it with this. Majority of the uh, majority of the people on this block are homeowners. But this house next to mine is a duplex apartment. So it's styled as a house, but it's a, an apartment. Why? I don't know. But we encountered a problem from the onset. There's a family on the lower level and there's a gentleman on the top level. The gentleman on the top level insisted on parking his pickup truck in front of my home for weeks and weeks at a time. Because I guess he felt, hey, no one lived here prior to you. So this is my spot. Think again, my man. We had a conversation at the time. He appeared to be mentally off. But he looked like he wanted to be a problem. He doesn't know I'm from the city. I was ready to choke him out. But I'm sensitive to the mentally disturbed and, and I knew a punch to his temple wouldn't be the answer. So I've let him breathe for a few months. But he insists on parking in front of my home. I'm next to a stop sign. My house is next to a stop sign near intersection. I try to park as close to the stop sign as possible, but not close enough where I'd be ticketed. There's days he finds a way to squeeze his car in between our car and the stop sign. Does he get a ticket? No, of course not. This isn't this isn't the city. This isn't an urban setting where they circle the block. Police circle the block all day and night. You'll be lucky to find a patrol car around here so they get away with murder. That's why they always say the suburbs is where the most dirt happens, the most drug deals, the most this, the most that. This neighbor also parks across the street in front of other homeowners. Why? I don't know. There's ample space in front of his home. But he again, he's here to become a nuisance to me. I'm convinced. But it gets even better because the family on the lower level are just as big pricks as he is. It's a family with three dogs and three cats. The cats wanted to use my front lawn as a litter box and they succeeded. The dogs as well. Until they ran into me. The city guy with the with the mean face with the don't F with me face. And they took heed and they were very apologetic. In the beginning. But every time I looked around, their cats were in our backyard and the dogs were chasing people down the block. And it was just a, it was a, it was madness. I had enough. So I thought rather than, you know. Punch this guy in his eye. What's the next best course of action? So I wrote a letter. I found, you know. I found out who the homeowners were and I wrote a nice letter 
And within days, the dogs were leashed and we didn't see a cat for weeks. And I know, and they were here about a year before us. So I know that they know that we were responsible for this because no one seemed to complain. Everybody was just a okay. Maybe they were afraid, but not me. You can't bring your city attitudes to the suburbs. It defeats the purpose. Just stay your ass in the city. And I know this guy's a city guy because he told me in the beginning when he was trying to make nice. He's not from my city, but he told me. City recognized city. And that's, you know, this may come off the wrong way and, and that's not my intent. But when you are a homeowner as opposed to a renter, there's levels to this. I've rented most of my life. There's nothing wrong with renting. Nothing at all. People can try to convince you that it's it's the worst thing. It's it's all based on lifestyle. But this guy and the guy above him are renters. In a neighborhood where everyone pretty much owns their home. You stand out like a sore thumb. You're the black sheep of the neighborhood because you have no cares in the world. You don't have to keep up the property. You don't care about equity. We do. We don't want your zoo running around damaging our property. It hurts our pockets. So if you're going to be a renter, fine. But, you know, or if you want to be a renter and live in, a, in an area where you can have your pets roam, don't move here. Move to the woods somewhere. Find, find a home that's for rent in the woods. Not by surrounding neighbors. Again, there's levels to this. We want to up the property value. You don't care about the property value. So this is what I have to deal with. And I can't contact police. I'm not going to Takashi 69 anybody, you know, and start ratting. I just don't know if I should wring someone's neck or, or what. But people were put here to become problems for me. I'm convinced. I just gave you proof. There's nothing else to this. It's not right. It's not right. So again, the guy who was leaving, you know, fruits and veggies at my doorstep, he was God sent. And by the way, since that last episode, he returned a third time. And the reason I know is because I went downstairs and called him at the door. I guess he was ringing the doorbell. I didn't hear it. So he was crossing the street and he handed off whatever he had from my home to the neighbor across the street. So apparently this is what he does. This is what he does. But I take a thousand of hymns than the neighbors next door. And I have a feeling one of these episodes, I'm going to be reporting from a precinct. Because I don't think these guys got the message. And I say that because I stepped in dog poop in front of my door today. Okay. It's time we discuss this. I've put it off long enough. 
Thought about doing it a previous episode ago. Switched it. Thought about doing it in the future. Eh. Why put off tomorrow? What can be done today? It's time we talk. Let me get a drum roll. Let's talk about OnlyFans. So for those of you who've been living under a rock, for those of you who just aren't privy to the latest ongoings in the social media world, OnlyFans is a subscription-based website catered to content creators. It enables fans to follow their favorite creators, content creators, and pay them. So you can be compensated on OnlyFans. It's Instagram on steroids. So the term content creator, it's a, it's a, it's a widely used term in this day and age. It can apply to a YouTuber, to uh, you know, a singer, musician, an artist, a writer, uh, you know, a model, whomever. But if you create content you can be paid for your work. It, it skips the middleman. It just gives fans direct access to you. Brilliant concept. I love it. But what's happening now with OnlyFans is this. It's becoming a site for adult entertainment. So yeah, if you're a creator, and you want your work to, uh, you know, stand out and, and you want your fan base to, to, to kind of know your ins and outs and your day to day. It's awesome. It's great. But if you're somebody who's looking for a come up for a couple dollars here and there to, to pay your electric bill or pay the mortgage, it's even better. Because now a site catered to the average Jane and Joe the entertainment world has jumped aboard. And I'll get into that in a minute. But now you have wives, girlfriends, mothers, jumping into OnlyFans, showing a little TNA or some of their, you know, sex toys or whatever, in lingerie, they're charging a certain amount per month for their subscribers, and they're getting paid. They cracked the matrix. They found a loophole to make money in a capitalist society. And we can't get mad. We can't hate. It's another means of income. And during this pandemic, when people were losing jobs, when money was pretty much scarce in a lot of households, somebody found a come up. So now if you're somebody who had a a pretty good following on, on, on Instagram and you thought the need to create a YouTube account to give fans more access, you found a way to get paid for your content through OnlyFans. If you're that fitness model or certified personal trainer on Instagram who likes to wear cute outfits and, and, and post pics of you squatting in every picture, in every video, you know there's limitations. So you know you can receive sponsorships because there's some company that sees your growing fan base and they wanna be a part of that. 
So they're willing to pay you to advertise their product. Next is YouTube. Okay, well, let's hope that I can grow a following on YouTube. Maybe my Instagram followers can, can, can join me there and I can show longer videos. Still has to be, you know, within the guidelines, but I'll receive a little payment if my viewership goes up through YouTube. So now I have a second source of income. But it gets better because with OnlyFans, not only can they get pics and video, but I can get paid for this. And I can be explicit and make top dollar. There's levels to this. How do you convince a young person to even go the college route anymore? You can't. It's too easy to make money now through the internet. It's way too easy. Is it simple getting, you know, thousands and thousands of followers? No, that takes time. But once you grow, you have you have graduated. Once you grow from a Facebook, Instagram account to a YouTube to an OnlyFans, there's your diploma. Because you have young people making money hand over fist. And the older folks want to join in. The, the, the moms, the wives, they want in. Oh, I can make this amount just showing my, my T and my A. I, all I have to do is wear a bathing suit and, and, and pretend to be giving somebody fellatio. Or, or, or with, with a sex toy. Oh, my gosh. They are making money hand over fist. There's definitely someone someone out here making close to a million dollars from OnlyFans. I can assure you. In 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 combination with the with the YouTubes and the in the in the Instagrams as well. There's somebody who has a nice portfolio who has taken advantage of their social media opportunities. And I don't know how to feel. Again, I can't knock the hustle, but I you know, morals and integrity has gone out the window. That's like yesterday's news. But I don't know how you can convince the youth to 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 go the conventional route, school debt, a, a, a job that that drains you, that may pay a, a handsome salary. You know, you might get a nice retirement, a nice pension, and then you die. I, how do you convince anyone of of four to eight years of school? Now, if you're you know if you have aspirations to be a doctor, a lawyer. You have no other choice. But if someone that's 20, that's kind of indecisive, 19, who's indecisive, you know, there's your college right there. It's called social media. You just have to be wise to know that, hey, listen, this may not last forever. Your Instagram may not be forever. Only fans can easily disappear. So you have to know how to get in and get out. Get in, make all the money you can, make some wise investments and, and make sure your money's working for you. Once these sites disappear, because one can assume they're going to be gone within the next decade. But you have sites like TikTok where all you have to do is, is, is follow stupid dances. Uh, this has to be the richest generation of all time. It has to be. The 21st century, it has to be. Again, where will we be without the Internet? I absolutely adore the Internet but it has destroyed us. 
you have people sitting at home thinking of concepts on how to get rich off of this stuff. What I don't like is that you can fleece people on sites like OnlyFans, because not only are you asking fans, subscribers to pay a monthly fee at whatever price you set it as. But then that's not enough because you see dollar signs. So now you're you're producing content and you're putting price tags on the content. So now I'm paying twenty dollars a month to follow you and then I have to pay more to see a, 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 a two minute video of you you know, rubbing yourself. And you would ask, hmm, who would pay to watch explicit content when there's free adult sites all over the place? But you'd be surprised. There's an audience for any and everything, and people are willing to come out of pocket during these tough economic times. It doesn't matter. People will pay a hefty price to watch a 30 second video of you inserting a butt plug in yourself. This is the world we live in and these people have cracked the matrix. They don't have to work nine to fives and hate their jobs. They don't have to put themselves through years of college and debt. All they need is a stupid social media account. And with social media account, comes cash flow if you're committed it doesn't matter how you look it just doesn't someone likes someone in this world on this planet a planet that i'm not from i can't even call it home anymore i don't know where i'm from it doesn't matter anymore if you like women with with you know tats from on their face and and, and down to their toes with bullet wounds, you might find that type on an OnlyFans and she might be raking in the dough. If you like that wholesome next door gal, you know, she's on there with a with a with a with a apron on, you know, doing something with a with a with a fruit. Counting her money all the way to the bank. And the icing on the cake is Bella Thorne, who is a who was a Disney star at some point. I've never heard of her before, but she's all grown up now. She wanted to try out this whole OnlyFans thing, and, and she did, and she crashed the damn site and made $2 million. $2 million. Go ahead and do yourself a favor and Google Bella Thorne. There's nothing astonishing about her. There's thousands of Bella Thorns out there. But... She has a fan base, and I, I suppose there's a thirsty stand, uh, fan base. Maybe people fantasize about this chick, this gal. Got to be politically correct these days. I don't, this female, this woman, this lady. People fantasize about her, I suppose. Because whatever reason with the site crash, she made two mil. Showing, I guess, a couple pics, maybe making some false promises but she grew a subscription base that was unheard of. And then she disappeared. She laughed all the way to the bank. The joke's on us. The joke's on us. And I'm angered because this is what I alluded to earlier. Celebrities have no business on these sites. They have a platform. It's called entertainment. It's called Hollywood. 
You guys have a platform. Stay away from these lower level platforms. They're not for you. They're for average Joe and James, people trying to make a come up, people looking for a side hustle. Bellathon, it's safe to assume, has an agent. She's been on television. She's been in movies. She could have made $2 million just being featured in a Pepsi ad. That's it. She doesn't have to go through these extremes to, to, to make money. She has her own lane. Leave these sites for the, for the, for the up and comer on Instagram who, you know, who wants to make money and is willing to degrade herself. But just when you thought you saw it all, man, just when you thought you saw it all. So this is where we are. A subscription base um, that now, since the Bellathon incident, they had to change some some of their rules and regulations. So uh, it might be a little different as of this podcast, but uh, this episode. But you don't have to bust your bust your ass anymore. You just don't. A little TNA, and and, and there you have it. How do you convince kids to go the old school way? I just don't know. And I, I suppose it just doesn't matter. I'm waiting on my spaceship, man, so I could just, you know, just 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 find myself in a, on another planet identical to Earth, just without human beings. Um, I've been begging for a scientist to, to you know, get this creation started because uh, I'm ready to pack my bags. Maybe on this planet that I'm envisioning there's no internet and we can go back to reading books and stuff like that. Uh, I know I sound like an old man. I'm out until next time. Can I be earnest? <laughs>